I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Why is that a penis extender? Don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) What? This week, Selk's return from international break defines yet another plastic pitch waiting for them at Hamilton. European action returns as the Hoops travel to Tron time to overthrow Lord Bedner, and its cup final duty as Rogers focuses in on another historic seven in a row. All this and more on the latest episode of 20 Minute Tips. Hello and welcome to episode 159 of 20 Minute Tims. This evening I am with Melly. Evening. And Stephen. Also evening. It is, it's evening for us all. We are all in the same time zone. GMT, Daylight Saving Times. Celtic part-time. Celtic part-time, that's the old, uh, that's the old cliched thing they put up on uh, Celtic, Celtic TV. Yeah. Um, first of all, as we now do on the podcast, some housekeeping. Uh, and always at the housekeeping, we've got the Patreon. Uh, Stephen, what, what is Patreon? Well, Patreon is a subscription service that we provide. It's just a little bit, a little pledge per month towards us. And what that does is helps us keep the train rolling, basically it keeps us in equipment and hiring out studios for guests and that kind of thing. We give a wee bit of charity, we do some stuff for food banks. Yeah. yeah. We've just we've just recently got our three hundred and fiftieth patron, by the way. Can which you believe a, that? Yeah. So which thanks is to good, everyone yeah. who does that. Thanks very much. The Patreon has been going for about six months now. Yep. Is this six months? And the deal is I think it works out at one seventy odd one pound seventy per month. Yeah. And uh, and you get two extra podcasts minimum. But in reality it's far, think, it's far more than that. We've got 30, 30 extra podcasts on there now in six months, um, including, as we've, we've talked about in the last couple of episodes, a terrific um, interview with Chris Bungard, Chris yes. the bad guy Bungard, the MMA fighter, who should change his name from the bad guy to the absolutely sound guy. Yes. <laughs> he said it's, it's not very good marketing, though, is it? No, it it's not to, scary. Uh, it needs to be frightening. We actually put that one out last week for yeah, everyone yeah, that's right. as, as a wee free sample. Hope everyone enjoyed it. And just this week, we had a a podcast that was focusing in on a specific day. It was the 21st of November 2006. And what happened on that day? Well, I'll tell you what happened on that <laughs> day, gentlemen. Akon was number one with Smack That. <laughs> no, it was the, it, we did a podcast about the absolutely terrific 1 0 win over Manchester United with the, one of the true modern great moments for Celtic, the Nakamura free kick, the shot heard around the world. Yeah, and that was actually, we'd done something a bit different there, because what we'd done was, it was a bit of a half podcast, half sort of documentary, we, yeah, yeah. we spliced in some interviews with guys that played in the game, and, and we cut it in. Mm-hmm. And of course, you can check out the Patreon if you're at all interested, at patreon.com slash 20minutetims. Um, let's get down to business, as Eminem yep, would say. We're that, finally that's... back after the old international break, thankfully. Aye, uh, 
I think Alex McLeish must listen to this pod, <laughs> and um, because what he did do is what we've been telling him to do ever since he took the job is just pick all the Celtic players and fill the squad out with other people who aren't playing for Celtic. Absolutely. And lo and behold, that's what he done. And lo and behold, James Forrest is on fire. He carried on. He couldn't get in the Scotland squad no. <laughs> to begin with, but he's carried on his, his club form straight into the international team. Ryan Christie, who the boy is amazing me. I yeah. don't know where he's found this form. Drug test him. <laughs> um, he's only kidding. He's a, He carried it right into Scotland. And McGregor? Yep, they were all brilliant from what I've seen. Uh, what my favourite thing from International Week, though, was the you can't let all the Tims have the glory. We need to talk up that Alan McGregor save. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a normal save, I thought. It was a, there was, there was right nothing am. to it. One you would expect, as as the cliche goes. Well, we missed, we missed the Albania game in which James Forrest scored, too, because yep. we were out that night. Elvino did flow. <laughs> different drinks for different needs. Jamie, cider, melee, water, different drinks for different needs and all that. Yeah, imagine imagine if you didn't watch The Office and listen to this podcast. You, you must wonder what the, what the shit we are it, talking about most times. But um, yeah, the, I, I missed that game, but the Israel one was phenomenal from Lee Jamesy yet again. We've been talking about him for, for what seems like weeks and months now. We've already covered the fact that we think he's adding different dimensions to his game. He's no longer just a straight down the line guy and, nope. and getting crosses across. But um, he's developing in even further. It's probably to be expected because he's hitting the peak of his career. It's yeah. hard to believe he's 27 now. He seems to be evolving even further into just a good general all-round forward mm. what I mean by that is he could play basically anywhere across a front three or even in behind like a number 10 or something he could play basically anywhere and I'd have total confidence in him at the false nine yeah. and all that it, I, I'm finding it hard to sort of articulate what I mean he's a, he's a kind of Thomas Muller figure where he doesn't <laughs> I know but ridiculous comparison but he, he doesn't seem the most natural at what he's doing no you would never think right we'll put this guy up front and it will definitely work but he's just so effective now. all three of his goals in the Israel game were yeah, they were yeah, sensational, and one, one in particular against Albania, was yeah. it? Yeah. So Scotland look like they could qualify for the first major tournament in seven hundred and thirty-two years. Um, Do you understand it yet? I kind of get it, but what I also get is looking like you're going to qualify for tournaments and not qualifying is what Scotland does. That is that is what being a Scotland fan is all about. What I've found quite handy is that no, I don't really understand the the Nations League, but what I find quite handy is people keep breaking it down into, well, it's only another two games until such and such happens. Another two wins, and that, so that, that, I find that quite that quite sort of digestible. Well, aye, so basically we've got a playoff we Look, I'm a pure glory. <laughs> now that Scotland are winning, I'm like, oh, we uh, We've got a playoff against potentially Finland, and if we beat them within the Euros, which seems remarkably straightforward. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't really know how it came about, but it did. On, the, on off the back of the international break, did you think it was odd, Melee, Stephen, to see... The Celts that performed so well for Scotland in those two games feature against Hamilton because I mean you you could think we could rest some of those guys against Hamilton. No, to be honest, um, because Brendan Rodgers has acknowledged that that's what cost us the two defeats so far this season was making too many changes for these reasons. It's a hard thing to manage. We've talked at length recently about how the squad does look a bit thin. It's less so now because we've got guys coming in who count as new new signings like Ryan Christie and all that. But it looks less thin. But see, you do look at the bench and it is, there aren't too many ready-made players to come in there. It's good we've got Lee Griffiths back, who I'm sure we'll talk about, yeah. but no, um, I, I expected a full-strength lineup, and that's that's exactly what we got, really. Yeah, pleased to see the team, pleased to see Chan back, yep. and for Rogic, who 
it's a minor knee injury, yeah, but yeah, he should yeah. be okay. Did he pick that up in it last? He did, yeah. yeah. But uh, as Stephen said, the form we're in just now, you don't want to make too many changes. No. It can lead to disjointed performances and another clean sheet. Defence is playing well, and on that pitch, I thought we played some really good stuff in we the did. first half. Yeah, yeah, we really did, eh? People often say that no, no good football was ever played on these plastic pitches, but in fairness, that first half kind of went some way to, to putting that one to bed. Mm. Celtic are still capable. In fairness to Hamilton Ackies, there's plastic pitches and there's plastic pitches, yeah. and Hamilton Ackies does look a bit better than the certainly the Livingston one and probably the Kilmarnock one as well. It doesn't look that bad. It looks relatively... looks like grass. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah, it looks relatively green and lush on yeah. a plastic pitch, <laughs> yeah. if that's such a thing. Uh, I rewatched the game today and Hamilton hurt my eyes. They yeah, are yeah. brutal. Don't know how they're sponsored by Adidas. That annoys me. <laughs> Why can't we get that At stuff? All. But they're a really poor team. 3-0. It was a good, good win considering just off the international break yeah. going into the Rosenberg game and clean sheet, three goals, Griffiths back, no injuries, but it looked good. We need to we need to keep the momentum up, Stephen, because anyone that's paying attention to the league table will tell you that you know Rangers and Hearts have completely fallen by the wayside, and they're oh, playing Ra- yeah. they're playing Rangers next week. Rangers are top right in behind us on twenty seven points. So in theory, if they beat Hearts, I think it is next week when we're playing in the cup, right. they could go top of the league. So you know we're probably not in a position where we want to be. No, Rest definitely not. Rangers are still ticking away in there. Their their failures this season have been have been pretty. Stark, yeah. there, there was a terrible semi-final loss to Aberdeen. But in fairness, because of Celtic's poor start, you know, the, the seven goals in seven games thing at the start of the season, unfortunately Rangers are kind of still still on the coattails a wee bit there. So no no, no foot off the gas at this stage of the season. Uh, balls uh, against Hamilton. Did it look suitably inflated for you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, this one, right. So it's a, a few minutes in and Celtic look to be... Com- Mikel Lustig in particular is complaining about the inflation of the balls. I've seen some comments after the game about oh, Celtic complaining, uh, typical Celtic complaining about everything, even the, the inflation of the balls. It's professional is there, sport we're is playing there anything like? more fundamental in football than the ball? It's quite an important facet. You know, I'm pretty sure Stephen Cragen said, yo, you don't complain about the inflation, you just got on with it. That's typical. What, at, at, at what level? You know, This know. is professional sports we're playing here. And you're right, Celtic aren't allowed to complain about anything. In the NFL a couple of years ago, this was a major scandal. Yeah. The deflate gate, it was called. I don't know anything about the NFL, but I know about that. Which you know it's a everything. scandal if it's followed by gate. Yeah, yeah that's the clue. <laughs> and do you know when that started? When they started calling things that? After Watergate gate. Yes, Watergate gate, that's uh. right. <laughs> In the NFL, uh, the New England Patriots were accused of underinflating the balls and it led to million dollar fines and suspensions across the board so it, it was a major thing but Celtic are just expected to get, oh, get on with it oh too bloody PC gone mad <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. underinflated balls man but I mean you can have I, I don't know to what degree the ball was underinflated but you, I mean any, anyone that's played for any football at all knows you can't play football with a soft ball turn up at fives and start having a week the token kick about before the game, you, you go, oh, oh, come on, we're not playing with that thing. So it's, as the, the Celtic TV commentary team said, it's embarrassing not having three balls. It, yeah. it, whose job is that? <laughs> <laughs> um, pathetic. <laughs> Melee, penalty claim, second minute, handball in the box. Now, being our resident biomechanics expert, <laughs> uh, what did you make of the decision? I thought it was a penalty, yeah. Straight away, again, we got off to a good start in the game. Got the early goal. Not long after, but these early goals in the games are really helping us just to settle into the game, really, aren't they? 
I thought it was a penalty. I don't know how the ref didn't, to be honest. Because it's, it's an absolute stone wall. It's the subject I've droned on about quite a bit recently. It's, yep. the, it's the deliberate or not deliberate handball. That guy is trying to block the ball. That's his only task there. It's, and it's hit his hand. Yeah, but what about the biomechanics? Yeah, the biomechanics. I'm not sure. Gravity <laughs> took his hand down towards it. It's a preposterous argument from from. Need to get Michael either. Stewart yeah. on this podcast to patronisingly shout us down. <laughs> you always say, make sure we complain about the rest when we're winning. Exactly. So, mm. quite right to say it, but it was a penalty. It didn't, it didn't really matter, because shortly after that, that man again, I do not know. I, I swear to God, not... Five podcasts ago, I was humming and hawing about whether to give Ryan Christie a new car. Where does he come from? This is new because see if that that Ryan Christie was always Ryan Christie, he wouldn't have been on the bench. He wouldn't have been out to Aberdeen. He would have been featuring a lot Aye. more than he has been. So, and the only person you can blame for that is Ryan Christie. So, you, I want to take this time to congratulate Ryan Christie for taking the chance that was handed to him. That's a very good point because a lot of us have get swept up in this. Oh, Brendan Rodgers just performs miracles he just does this with players when removing any credit from Ryan Christie really and that's that's a good thing to bring up he deserves massive credit for for turning his career around like this in such spectacular fashion the goal itself was was absolutely lovely he scored yep. scored from a corner again yeah, yeah. yeah. and prolific a great wee routine yeah McGregor I don't know if it counts as short because it was into the box it was just along the ground it was sort of a mid-range mm-hmm. corner I suppose I've been banging on about it for weeks this cut back and tap in it wasn't really a tap-in because he smashed it into the top corner, but from that position, it's, it still counts. It's still one of those things that must have had the manager going, ah, that's that's something I've Chris, on. Chris Sutton called it the oldest trick in the book, that mm. one where Edward picks a fight with the defender, runs away. Yeah, absolutely. Ziggy Gordon chases him. We back heel to McGregor. McGregor plays it through to Ryan Christie, who curls a lovely one right into the top bin. Not enough's made of the fact that guy's first name's Ziggy. Uh, <laughs> you're right. It's shot for something. Zygmunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, his parents Polish are Polish or something. Or something. Yeah, his parents are Polish. He looks like... Um, Zygmunt Freud. He's got a weird little bit of hair going on at the top. He looks like one of the twins from Rugrats. Oh, does he? Uh, but the goal itself... <laughs> uh, the office Rugrats. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> at the risk of uh, dragging out this comparison even further, it's something Stuart Armstrong was fond of doing, that, yep. that type of yep. finish elevating the ball because you can't just snatch at that. If you snatch at that, the defender who's diving in will block it or the keeper has a chance of getting it. He picks his spot rather than just you know, swing a leg at it. And Armstrong was really good at that as well. Armstrong's got an absolute rasper. Yeah, yes. he's finally off the mark. Yeah, good for him. And do you know what? That that made me think about um, when people were saying, you know, there was a bit of a debate midweek. Could James Forrest cut it in the Premier League? And I'm like, it's not... <laughs> There seems to be this strange metamorphosis that happens as soon as someone signs for a Premier League player, depending on how good or bad they are, well, they're a Premier League player now, but just because yeah. he's playing for Celtic, there's a debate about whether he could... Of course he could. James Forrest is better than many, many players playing in the English Premier League just now. There's no difference in the quality of Stuart Armstrong from last season and Stuart Armstrong of this season just because he signed for Southampton. He's not automatically... A superior player because he's pulled on a Southampton jersey instead no, of a Celtic one. Absolutely not. It's just it's, it bores me to be honest. See this constant, oh, could he or couldn't he play for the overhyped EPL? Yeah, mm. I, I just I find that an utterly worthless right, argument. I, I really do, and I don't know why people insist on stoking it. Just go right. Who cares? He doesn't <laughs> play in the EPL. He, <laughs> yeah, plays, aye, he, he plays for Celtic. Celtic. But the, the answer is yes. He, yes, he could. <laughs> um, own goal. I thought that was a bit harsh. No, you don't think so. Sankey's. <laughs> aye. Oh, aye, yeah, yeah. I need this. I need you this. do need it. No, I thought it was. I thought it was Sinclair's. No, 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 no. definitely not. I, I don't know if they bought anywhere near the goal. Do you not think so? No. 
I don't know, man. Sinclair shot towards the goal, the player sticks his leg out. Yeah. I thought Sinclair had another decent game while we're on the, the topic. Nah. You don't think so? No. How? I don't, I don't think he did anything. You, you know what? You don't like Sinclair. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, 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 I've been going on about Sinclair for ages. Every every time he does anything, I'm I'm falling over myself to give him credit, but I don't think he really turned up in this game, to be honest. There wasn't a game for that type of tactic. Forrest was very quiet as well. I'm just, very, pro- I'm just very protective of him. Yeah. I'm just very protective <laughs> And Melly's desperate for that. If you don't know what we're talking about, Melly has predicted that he'll score 20 goals this season and at we're least. at, what, five or something? You gave me this one then? No, absolutely no chance. <laughs> <laughs> in this game, did we technically get a karate kick from Craigie G? Oh, it was good, wasn't it? Well, yeah, 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 so yeah. That, Does that count? Because they techni- normally when Craigie G comes hearing out of his box and attacks, assaults a, an a oncoming attacker, he doesn't play the ball, he just kicks him dead in the chest. Yeah. In fairness to Craigie, he, he won the ball this time, so I don't know if it necessarily counts, but I just I love that when you're watching these games on the TV, you can tell the ball that's that's going to bring Gordon out. Yeah, he's not in shot, but you see the ball bouncing <laughs> down that left hand side, and you just think, "Here he comes! Here he comes! About to come into shot." Are you talking about the incident that Boyata was also involved in? It might have been. Yeah, it was. Was it, was it Bingham? Ah, went yeah, yeah. Because what I liked about that as well was there was no reason for Craig Gordon to get involved. He just None. got <laughs> he just got brush of blood to the head and charged it. He's probably bored, wasn't he? I mean, Hamilton uh, had two two free kicks that he blazed oh, over, terrible, but. Yeah. Uh, just created absolutely nothing. We could really do with them going down. Get rid of that pitch. Mm. The stadium is oh, see when you see that shed <laughs> when it pans out, it's I got it's an, I got an invite to the game. One of my pals, his boss or something, is a Hamilton fan and he texts me, he's like, oh, Do you want to go to Hamilton? It's hospitality. I've never really been to hospitality before. I was like, I cool, he's like, it's free bevy. He goes, but the food's absolute shite. So, <laughs> so eat before you come. <laughs> I'm like, I ended up not being able to go, but I just thought when you watch the Hamilton game, you go, hi, I can picture that it's probably those wee, uh, those wee party sausage rolls. Like those pizzas you get for like 25 pence, you used to get an Asda, but it was just a round thing with like four or five bits of grated cheese in the middle of it and just yeah. tomato sauce. Party sausage rolls, yeah. party rings, and maybe some penguins. Party rings. <laughs> and maybe some penguins. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cham should have scored, shouldn't he? Cham should have scored. Great he have buried that. I thought he was. Yeah, I thought he played well. Cham come yeah. back into the team, uh, slotted in seamlessly, didn't he? Poses questions for Thursday night. What do we do? Do we bring Rogic back or do we keep Cham in? I suppose it depends if, on the availability of Rogic. But the, that midfield that played against Hamilton, I really like the idea of it. I like how that looks and Cham McGregor and Christie. I like the sound of it. I, I didn't. It wasn't perfect against Hamilton Ackies, but nor did it need to be. I just like the thought of that firing all cylinders. Those three players. It's amazing how quickly it can turn around because we were desperate for a midfielder not so long ago. And now I think we're pretty much pretty well stocked in there. And Cham, it's good to have him back. I thought he was. I thought he was good. I thought he was pretty bright. But um, yeah, he should have scored. I thought he did score at one point in the game actually, where he sort of rattled the. Very outside of the extension of the, the yeah. net. So when Cham came back, another face we saw back after being, quote, too fat to play football. I think he might be mm. a bit hard on himself there. Lee Griffiths made his return. Do you think he was too fat to play football when you look at the likes of, say, Chris Boyd? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. No, was, no, he's not up there. Surely he's de- a different the, weight class. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> de- there was definitely something. There was definitely something going on with Lee Griffiths. Griffiths needed is, to sort out. Griffiths is fat for his division, but Chris Boyd is a heavyweight. So ah, yeah, yeah, so he'd have to cut down yeah. to, to, to Griffiths' weight. Um, scored with his first touch. Was it his first touch? Yep. He done it. He put it under the under the wall. Absolutely fabulous, wasn't it? <laughs> 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 
it, it was a really poor wall from Hamilton Ackies. At that point, they started to go to pieces, really. The guy had just not once scored their own goal, and I think it was the same guy who jumped over the ball mm-hmm. for that. The position of that free kick meant Lee Griffiths could only smash it. He's not <laughs> going to curl it from the opposite. That's not his yeah. side. He's only going to crack it across the face of goal. Why did they jump over it? I've, I've absolutely no idea. It was extremely poor defended, but stuck it away. That it's the first time he scored. First time he scored a league goal since twenty third of September. He's been seven weeks out, and it only takes him a couple of minutes to be back contributing. Seven weeks out with a mystery illness, hmm. mystery injury, or just being fat. <laughs> but it's good to have him back because you know we do need we do need to anywhere we need cover. It's up front. Oh, yeah. definitely. And it took him longer to come on the pitch than it did for him to score. The poor guy was standing there for about six minutes waiting for a break in play to come on. Incidentally, speaking of up front, I thought Edward had a good game. Yeah, he's some a link up play was great. Some really good touches. Some really good link up play. He's coming on anyone. He's, he's one of these guys who I think if he hasn't scoring. It's not good enough for certain people. I think yeah. they, they expect him maybe to be Dembele, and it's just it's still just an unfair comparison. I think he he faces really baffling accusations that he's lazy. I don't, I don't know where he gets that from. No, I know, but I think there are camps in this now. I think some people just prefer Lee Griffiths because he's who he is. He yeah. loves the club and all that kind of stuff. So I think people have just. I've just divided down the middle. Maybe not divided in the middle. It's probably a ten percent. Lee Griffiths yeah. is better, but there, there is that. Kind People of just need to chill on Edward. Give him time to settle in because I think his contribution overall is very good. His first touch is brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, and he's very strong. He's great at holding players yeah. off, and as you said, Millie's link up play was hugely brilliant. involved in, in Christie's goal as yeah. well. It was him. It was his little turn and and shuffle on his right foot that caused the the stone wall penalty that was turned down as well. So yeah, perfectly happy with that contribution. Should we be worried about uh, Keaton Tierney? He's just back, isn't he? He he had an injury, and I'm doing big inverted commas <laughs> on the side of the microphone there for the Scotland game. And it made sense to take him off at that point uh, for for Emilio, giving him a wee runabout. But yeah, I've got to hope he's he's going to be fit. I don't know. I've not heard since whether he's picked up anything or whether it was just a precautionary thing. I can only assume so. Yeah, I think it was just precautionary. Good to see Izagiri considering we signed him and <laughs> played him what once or twice yeah, yeah, so yeah. far. Tierney, great player, but you can I think he is carrying a knock. Mm. I've said it a few weeks ago on the podcast. Sometimes he just. The boy needs a rest. Okay, no. he, can't, he we can't do what we've done break. last season with him. Like, can he do that again? Like, what, did he play the most football of any footballer in Europe or something ever. last season ever <laughs> in the history of football? Aye, absolutely ridiculous. So, I think that's us now 11 games till the Glasgow Derby in the, at the end of December. So he's going to need a rest in there. He can't oh. play Thursday, Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday every week. So we're going to need Dizagiri to come in every so often so it's good to see him get some game time my absolute highlight of this game though was not anything to do with goals or anything it was when Mikel Lustig and I've already tweeted the video <laughs> yes. of this you can, you can find that yeah. on my Twitter he pulled a remarkable piece of skill <laughs> he, he did a, what I would probably describe as an inverted step over if that makes any sense now a traditional step over would be from the inside out over yes. the ball he did it the other way he did. He went from the outside in yes. and then turned to the other direction pirouette no one anywhere near him mind no one within <laughs> 20 or 30 yards of him so he turns back towards Boyata passes it to him and then I can only describe this as some invisible man comes up and two hands <laughs> shoves him in the chest <laughs> causing him to to, to fall backwards did he not fall I'm sure he had a couple of clumsy moments moving <laughs> forward as well at the other end of the pitch he but did that thing I'm always talking about where he just passes it into the centre circle again I'm not going to sit and do this again I'm not no. going to have a goatless dig but that was my highlight of the game it was absolutely hilarious set up the goal but didn't he 
His yeah. cross for the Sinclair. Both the cross and the goal took a deflection in that. I think the cross took a slight nick off the guy who jumped in front mm. of him, but it doesn't, doesn't matter. They count. Yeah, exactly. They count. Yeah. As great man once said, just because you're winning don't mean you're the lucky ones. Do you know what <laughs> philosopher said that? Don't know. Axel Rose. Don't <laughs> <laughs> Um, and another three points another clean sheet and at the end of the day these are the games that we need to win it could have been tricky yeah. but we just we just ground it out away from home difficult pitch played some good stuff at times as well that yep. has to be yeah, said played, yeah. yeah it was a good a good. well the first half I, I agree with Melly. I think the first half was really good the second half was a bit of a non-event really but it's good, have to good be... to keep the momentum up and especially with teams like Rangers sort of nipping at our heels a hmm. wee bit you know the more we win the more pressure we put on everybody else Melly, you mentioned it the Glasgow Derby's coming up. You're not the only person who's mentioned it this week. Peter Law mentioned it. And um, not being ITK, but I sort of sniffed this one coming off. There's in Celtic now talk of not taking their allocation for mm. Ibrox because the Rangers can't guarantee the safety of the Celtic. Now, this, to anyone that gave it a couple of minutes thought, you can understand where Celtic are coming from here because do Rangers strike you as that they, they took this plan of only having 800 Celtic fans thought it through, planned it with the police, planned access and egress, or do you think they just thought, we need as much money as we possibly can, let's cut this right down? So Celtic's worry is that there's been not enough thought and planning put, in, put into it. Another factor is they can't take it. That, I think that was the main factor in slashing allocations. <laughs> oh, they they, they can't handle parties continuously happening at Ibrox. They are the pettiest football Aye, club in the world. They, so this is this is the sort of things that's happened at Ibrox last couple of, in the last, just take the last season, right? Lee Griff has scored, Ties his scarf around the post. What do they do for the next game? Hire security guards to guard the goalposts against Lee Griffiths. That guy was staunch, wasn't he? Uh, no, what, he was what are they going to do? What are they going to choke Lee Griffiths uh, out? Take like, him down. Fuck yeah. off. Uh, and then what? after finally just getting pumped rotten every single time we come to Ibrox, um, they've decided not to basically let any Celtic fans in anymore because they're yeah, very... They're, they're booting their ball over the hedge, basically. Yeah. That's it. The game over. Nobody's playing. They're very extremely petty. Do you think Celtic should take the allocation? Would you take the allocation if you got offered a ticket? Would you go? Oh, 100%. Celtic yeah. should take it. They need to guarantee the safety of the fans, obviously, but the fans deserve to go. I mean, we didn't take Linfield, and I don't mm. think... I didn't see there been many concerns there. I mean, it's a game of football, after all. You want to go and see them... 800, 8,000, we're still going to pump them there, aren't we? So that's we want the, to be there. That's the thing. You, It would be all the sweeter if we battered them and there was only 800 Celtic fans going, what, what, like, what possibly, what can you possibly do next? You've tried everything. Like the, remember the John Collins free kick yeah. at Ibrox in the 90s where yeah. there was only a couple of sort of, eh, there weren't supposed to be any Celtic fans there, but there was a couple who, who let slip. I can only hope this whole thing is just, just manoeuvring to get us back to... I think I've got to hope that it's Peter Lowell positioning himself to say, why pack this in? Yeah. Can we just go back to the start? Can we call it quitsies and go back to how it was? Because this is nonsense. He's, I, I think that's exactly what yeah. he's doing. I think he's he's now starting to poke holes in yeah. all of it. Going, look, our game... First of all, our game is first, so we can do what we want. We cut your allocation. But we've had months and months and months to prepare for you cutting ours. So Celtic could complain, they could complain to the police, they could say... But, the, I mean, all seriousness... It needs to be properly planned. You can't send... Because there's been lots of trouble with Rangers fans this season. Yeah, there has Lo- been. Lots of mm-hmm. trouble with Rangers fans. You can't just send 800 Celtic fans into Ibrox. Into the fray! <laughs> <laughs> and, and just hope it goes Just hope it goes well. Because, you know, and I'm being critical of Celtic here, but we didn't manage the new system too well. No, that's no. true. At, yeah. at, at Celtic Park. 
you know? We did an investigation ongoing. So Celtic really need to think about that. Takes um, away from the spectacle as well. You said that what, yeah. what does Sky think of this when you've only got eight hundred away supporters at the the so called biggest game of the season? It's not on. It's so petty. It is so petty. Just to reiterate what I said at the time for anyone who missed it, this is if this is Rangers throwing away the last last attachment to what they claim is the old firm that it's no longer a competition on the pitch so the only thing that left it as the old firm is the atmosphere and the, the fans if they get rid of that it's it's a nothing game effectively it's just Celtic turning up and winning again did you hear the Daily Record podcast during the week um, oh the Rangers one I've, the Rangers I've seen one, it doing the rounds now, they, but... well, they were talking about how Celtic um, are appealing to the lowest common denominator by not referring to Rangers as the old firm, not referring to Rangers at all in any of the state. We don't want anything to do with you. We uh, Stop. Oh, please be our friend. Pathetic. <laughs> Who cares? No, just uh, get, get over it. We don't say those words that you're so desperate to hear. Do you know what, Matt? Do you know what I really want? I really want no Huns at Celtic Park, but our full allocation at Ibrox. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that, that's what I really want. Um, other things that were brought up during the AGM, sectarian singing. Now, Peter Law and Ian Banker said the sectarian singing brings the, takes the club into the gutter. Um, Peter Law was critical of Celtic fans changing the lyrics of Beautiful Sunday with an IRA chant, and he was also critical of people calling Craig Levine a Rolf Harris look like. No, <laughs> he was critical of people calling Craig Levine an orange bastard. <laughs> what I will say to that is I've got a couple of things on that. One, who does it reflect badly on? Because... If what we're being told is singing those songs that a handful of away Celtic supporters sing or a couple of hundred away Celtic supporters sing, if what they're saying is singing those thousand. songs... Yeah, thousands. <laughs> but if what they're saying is singing those songs, oh, it makes the club look bad in the eyes of journalists, mm. eh, Rangers fans, yeah. eh, and <laughs> and a couple of grumpy Celtic dads that, that don't like it, then there's... Well, well that, that's that's possibly unfair. If you don't like it, that's that's no, you're quite fine. right. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and polish what, what people do. If you no. want to go and express yourself in that way, then batter in. In all honesty, it's, it doesn't make for good podcasting. But I have no strong opinion on it one way or the other. I, it, it just doesn't affect me. But I kind of do, and yeah. you're right. If you if you don't like the songs, you're entitled not to like them. Yeah. But what I will say is, I would take a bet that the people within the Celtic support who don't like those songs are probably more concerned by what's going on over at Ibrox and what's happening at Hearts. Yeah, the, there's bigger fish to fry. Yeah. I don't care about the opinions of Rangers fans, what they think Celtic no. fans should be singing. don't really care what journalists think Celtic you fans should be singing. You don't care what the animals say. I don't care yeah. what the animals say. But one thing I will say to Pete Olawal is, don't stand there at the front of the Green Brigade with a band behind you <laughs> and the wee conductors thing and go, a one, two, three, four play Beautiful Sunday and then complain that we are singing the oh, IRA. Oh, no, 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 I didn't mean that one. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> I'm, I'm only playing Beautiful Sunday if you promise not to sing that IRA version. You you pump it into the aye, stadium. You're teeing it up for everything and then you're trying to pretend like you don't want anything to do with it. So, no, plus I like singing Beautiful Sunday. Aye. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Although I never sing, if anyone's listening. No, I mean, I, I mean, do you? There's a camera on me. Yeah, I just yeah. want to look as if it's like those uh, those people. Did you smoke weed? Yes, but I never inhaled. <laughs> yeah. I sing "Beautiful Sunday," but I never uh, sing the IRA one. Um, summer transfer dealings disappointing. I think we all know that, and they we just got a, a sort of they retrotted out the old. We're going to try in January. Blah blah blah. It's a tough market, etc. Et Did et at any point someone say? 
we had deals on the go, but we couldn't get them over the line. <laughs> Probably. Or is that becoming parody now? I think it's becoming parody, <laughs> and they didn't say that they'd preemptively assigned the cash right. to signings or nothing. Marvin Comper. Now, I don't know if you remember him. Yeah. Um, Roger said, blame me for Comper calamity. Calam- mm. Roger said, blame me for the Comper calamity, which is fair enough. He basically said Marvin Comper is an extremely professional player, but he just can't get up to the required fitness levels. And there's been a lot of frustration because it's coming to the end of his career. Now, we have to let him go. He was rubbish. He was rubbish. He was. <laughs> <laughs> this is breaking the record. Of oh, this, is, this is breaking the record. Uh, the two Bs. Boyata and Benkovic. Um, I think Leicester commitment week and said that their intention is to keep Benkovic on loan until the end of the season. Good, yeah, that's good. And Brendan Rodgers said the intention is that they want Boyata to sign a new contract, but he was very honest about it and he said, look, this is the biggest contract Boyata is ever going to sign, so he's got a lot to think about. That's exactly what we said at the time yeah. as well. We, we acknowledged that at this stage of Boyata's career, 28 or something, 28-ish, that's, this is his last big move, his last big contract, and he's going to think long and hard about that. Can he get a lot more money elsewhere? It's something we've talked about yep. before, and that's Brendan Rodgers basically confirming it. And then there was obviously the Resolution 12, which basically is when Rangers cheated and really does not appetite to follow up on that no. on, on either side by the looks of it. So that was the Celtic AGM. I don't have... Have any of you got Celtic shares? No. No, no I'm not a businessman. I don't have Celtic shares. <laughs> um, Rosenberg, a must-win game. Our old pals come... Uh, well, going to visit our old pals yeah, again. Yeah, a must-win game. Melly. How long is the flight to Sweden? <laughs> Sweden this week. <laughs> it's do or die. It is is. It? We need to win, and it uh, looks like there could be some shenanigans going on in the other game, because... Oh, you mean what, the two Red Bull teams yes. playing each other? Leipzig are favourites against a team that have won four out of four. I mm. never saw never mm. saw that one coming. The bookies often don't like to lose any money, so mm. when the odds are looking like that, it's sort of a wee bit stacked against Celtic, but... We can only do what we need to do. Yes. Absolutely. And Rosenborg, over in Switzerland. Over in Switzerland, yes. Let's go into the fray once again. But um, <laughs> Rosenborg have pretty much down tools. So they've won the league. They've mm-hmm. won the league for the fourth time in a row. And I'd like to pull up a couple of quotes which which highlight this. We've won the league, Rosenborg. Yes, we, <laughs> Pal Helland, who actually impressed me at Celtic Park earlier this season, he's quite a good player. He said two things about it. It was a very tough season for us mentally, but we came through it, and now it's the time to party and celebrate. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, good. That, yeah. That's made it to my ears. What he also said about the league win was, I compare it to having a penis extension because I now feel so well endowed. Ah, that's why the word penis extension <laughs> was written in your notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a must-win game, Melly. If Celtic want any, any chance of progressing, we just have to go over there and do the business. But... We don't travel well in Europe. No, we don't. But everybody else has beat Rosenberg away from home, so we need to do the same. Beat them 1-0 at Celtic Park, but that was when our form wasn't great. Late goal. Uh, Even the Hamilton game, just a difference in performance from that game to the last game against Hamilton with Boyata. It was a massive, massive improvement. Celtic are flying in out. Bentner, is he in the tin pail, eh? No, no, he's he's still playing. He's more probably likely to play. They could. Yeah, I I don't know what's happening with it. I think he was originally sentenced to 50 days in the jail or something, but you know what these football things are like? You usually get off with it. And he is a peer, his lordship, Lord Bentner, so, you know, pull those strings. There you go. uh, (laughs) He'll probably play, and what they may well do, like the last time, is they might stick him out left to try and bully Lustig. That, that seemed to be a tactic at Celtic Park, in which case they'll play Sutherland through the middle. So they do have goals in the team. 
and the guy we should have signed instead of Emilio Rizzigheri, Burger Melling, <laughs> he's, he's still in there and impressing. So it'll, it'll be a tricky game. I can just only hope that they've got nothing to play for. They are technically still in the competition because they can still get six points and are hoping for a lot of things to go their way. But I can't see them looking at it that way at this stage of the season, yeah. having just won the league. With that quote where it's time to party and celebrate, are they really going to bust their asses to get into the, the next round of the, the Europa League? I don't know. We, if can, hope, we can hope not. Yeah. Um, who do you think? Who do you think is? What do you think we're going to line up? Who do you think we're going to shape up? I think it'll be the same team as the weekend. The only the only question mark probably is Cham and Rogic, who, who plays. Uh, you can't drop Christie. Scott no. Brown, back in training as well. Training, yeah. So is Beaton, I hear. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Scott Brown, he's letting his hair grow again. Is he? Yeah. Is he? Maybe he's building up to Ibrox and he'll shave it. I mean, he needs to wrap that. Um, I would probably stick with Cham. Oh, I'd go with Rogic. Would you? Yes. It's so, they, they both... the. As much as they're both different, I still feel that their contribution to the team is equal, if that makes sense. You know, you get just you get just as much out of the pair of them. You could pick either or, although it'd be different, it would be just as good. Well put. Do you like that? <laughs> and Cham, when he's on his game, he's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. He's one of the best players in the squad, no doubt. Same with Rogic. It's a tricky one. A real Sophie's choice, this one, between the two of them. McGregor definitely plays 100%. Yep. So does Christie. Um, the defence is... Defence picks itself. Hopefully Tierney's fully fit. I didn't mention Benkovic during the Hamilton game, but again, he was he absolutely strolled it. I loathe to mention him as a Rolls Royce because I feel like that's getting a bit hacky now. Is there any other prestige brands we can give him rather than... What's a good watch? Oh, a, a Patek Philippe. Pa- he's, he's a Patek... Watch this catch on, listeners. He, <laughs> he is a real Patek Philippe. No, I, think, I think that takes work. We'll, <laughs> we'll come back with some luxury brands. It started here. Hashtag be a, be a Marks here. and Spencers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just need to go there and win that's yeah. all we can do if we win our next two games and we go out we can't really do much else can we no so, and as I said before if we go out of this tough group with 12 points that's, that's it's not ultimately it is disappointing because we wanted to make a mark in the Europa League it just hasn't really worked out that way because as we say we've got a tough group but if we go out with 12 points that's that's something it's not it's not progress it's not coming out of the group but it's it's definitely something it's, if Spurs did that they would have a an open top parade yeah. well I mean just to for clarity Red Bull Salzburg are topping the group now on 12 points Red Bull Leipzig are right in behind them with 6 Celtic are on 6 and Rosenberg are on 0 so we're away to Rosenberg that would potentially put us on 12 points and really you're hoping Red Bull Salzburg pump Leipzig or there's yeah. a draw there but it's kind of looking a bit iffy um, and then our following game is against Salzburg at home hopefully they're through by then all going well we just need to win this game that's all we can do we we need to go away from home and put in a good performance yes it's not the Champions League but it is a difficult away game we have beaten them before mm. this season uh, so we know what it's like to go over there and get the win Forrest scored a great goal uh, last season the season before in the qualifiers in the 1-0 victory yeah that's right yeah so after he miscontrolled it twice in the same movement yeah. and then rattled it into the roof of the net, yeah, we all know what we need to do for the yeah. for the fifteenth time. We just need to, we just need to win the game. Celtic, yep. Celtic are the better team, which is borne out by the results we've had in mm. recent seasons. They are the better team. It's just a, a case of turning up and performing and showing that. And we've got a difficult game to come back to. You know, yeah, it's, a, it's, yeah. a, it's a difficult week. We have Aberdeen in the Scottish Cup final. Welcome back to the Cup Finals, Aberdeen. Scottish it's been a while. Yeah. Sorry, Scottish League Cup Finals. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, it's been a while for yeah. Aberdeen. Um, but again, once again, making it by 
beating Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they've got another tie against us. They've not really laid a glove on as many, have they, in many of the cup finals, apart from, you could possibly say, the Scottish Cup final a couple of years ago when Rogic scored that one. Yep, the treble ceiling day. Yeah. It- the end of Johnny Hayes' career. The end of Johnny era. Hayes' career, right. It's been pretty much plain sailing for Celtic when they've come into against Aberdeen in cup finals. Yeah, uh, again, why is a cup final being played a couple of days after a European game? Surely you can pick the date at the start of the season and give teams a better chance. But no, nah, they don't care. That doesn't matter. I fully expect us to win. Aberdeen absolutely drilled again at the weekend. Yeah, disappointing against result. A, another recent cup final opponent against Motherwell. Yes, Marlo, right. yeah. They had been in decent perform, uh, perform before that. They, they'd won a few games in a row, four or five games in a row, but get crushed off Motherwell. Aberdeen, the most recent tie between the two teams was narrowly one. I think that was when Sinclair scored that back heel yep. at Celtic Park, just a 1-0. And in fairness to Aberdeen that day, I, I tried to give them credit for turning up with a game plan to try and beat Celtic. It rarely, if ever, works. But They're one of the only SPFL teams to have beaten Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, yeah, and they they had a go that day. They came away 1-0, a 1-0 defeat, but they ended up with four or five attacking players on that pitch. They had Gary McKay, Stephen McGinn, and James Wilson, and Stephen May probably at one point, I'm not sure, but they, they did have a go and looked to hit on the counter-attack, and they could have got away with it a couple of times. James Wilson is a player of decent pedigree, very good pedigree, actually, mm-hmm. a Man United boy, but he, he doesn't seem to score, and he hasn't really scored no, goals for everything. Yeah. So he can be tricky. He's very quick, but our defence, the defence has been absolutely solid recently and it's got an entirely new dimension to it with Philip Benkovic playing in there, so no worries about that at all. No, I mean, I think Aberdeen shouldn't pose us any problems. Um, the only thing going against us, in my mind, is just fatigue. Our players have played yeah. a lot of football and, and probability. You know, it's, it would be almost unheard of for Brendan Rodgers not to have... To, to win every single cup final that he, that he, that he comes into. And, and teams have bad games or, we you know, Ronnie Dyla, you know, he had a bad cup final mm-hmm. against Inverness Cali. You know, these things happen, things go against you. But really, that's all it's going to come down to. Yeah. Like a fluke, a, a bad day at the office, a fatigue setting in. Well, you mentioned the bookies earlier on. They're, they very rarely get it wrong and Celtic will be overwhelming favourites for us for a reason. You mentioned in the intro to this very podcast that Celtic have gone for seven in a row, seven trophies in a row since yeah. Brendan Rodgers took over. That's absolutely staggering. <laughs> it's unheard of. It's, it's, just, it, it, it's kind of become par for the course now. It's become part of the furniture that Celtic just win every trophy going. But we'd see when you actually just take a step back and think, seven trophies in a row? Unbelievable. We step up in these games, don't we? we Last really season do. we worried that the league, league performances weren't great, but as soon as it came to a must-win game or a cup competition... We just step up. No matter how many games we've played before it, we're always going into these games off the back of European games. Well, game after game right now, again, we'll be no midweek breaks until January. So the train keeps rolling and the hoops, I fully expect if Celtic turn up, they should comfortably beat Aberdeen 2 or 3. One more thing I've not mentioned this to you, but um, I'm going to kick off the campaign now so when it happens, we can take the credit for it. Oh, this should be good. Hold on, I get comfortable. Get comfortable. Get comfortable. I fully expect you two to buy into this <laughs> and all the listeners, okay? Celtic have one famous jersey, one hallowed jersey that we've given to many players over the years. Some have filled it, some have failed to fill it. What jersey are we talking about? 
13. Colin Kazim Richards has vacated <laughs> that. Um, <laughs> no, we're talking about the number seven jersey here. Of course. The likes of Melly. Rhyme me off some of the good number sevens. Nadir Chifty. <laughs> Scott McDonald. Yeah. Jirinho. Jirinho. Robbie Keane. Larson. Paddy Roberts. That number seven jersey at the moment is unfilled. Celtic, this is the thing Celtic do. They've got the number seven restaurant. That is the jersey. And there's only one man next season who should have that number on his back. The restaurant? Are they just going to retire it and give it to the <laughs> restaurant? Apparently. <laughs> no, stop ruining my thing. <laughs> um, James Forrest. I know, I know you don't really care about shirt numbers and all that sort of thing, Stephen, but I do. James Forrest, coming on to be Celtic's most decorated player, just signed a new contract, number seven squad number for next season. My first reaction to that is yes, it makes total sense. And number seven is traditionally a right winger. Yep. Yep. Number. It's not really been that way for Celtic. You get Dalglish and, and Larson, who more more strikers, and that's kind of been the way. It's more traditionally a right wing number. That's right wing is in position on the pitch, not his political <laughs> yeah, beliefs. Yeah. I'm not I'm not accusing Jamesy of that. Although you know, I don't know him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it makes total sense, absolute sense to give it to him. He absolutely deserves it. But my worry is that the thing is haunted. <laughs> oh, you think it's I, the thing is well and truly cursed. Um Patrick Roberts put it on and five minutes later he was out for the season, basically. Uh, prior to that, we are looking at Nadir Chifchi and that's guys. why we, you just give it yeah. to James Forrest he will do the business he's there for the next five years he'll be our most decorated player he will elevate that strip back to where it belongs back Melly. to where it belongs I can't disagree Have with I that got, so I've got your votes yes yeah yeah if you handed me a piece of paper and a gun to my head it's either yes or no then I would have there to say go. yes Forrest number seven it starts now I want to see it for next season any other business apart from that well, there is. We're doing the Patreon this week. Of course, yeah. Uh, we'll be sitting down doing our f- world-famous match companion where we sort of sit down and do a podcast at the beginning of the game, half-time, and then our immediate after-match thoughts. That'll be out after the game in the Rosenberg. Uh, and if, if that sounds like something you might be interested in, you can check it out at patreon.com slash 20minutetims. And finally, we are at 440 iTunes reviews. Um, I plucked the number 500 You threatened everyone It says basically <laughs> If we don't get 500 by January Or else they're all, it? Yeah, Or else nothing but just, Yeah um, so, so no We would love it If you could give us a review On iTunes You give us a funny one You can give us a, a harsh one But still give us the five stars Or you can give us actual Constructive criticism And tell us what you like And don't like And it really helps us you know, still make, five stars always, Obviously always five still stars. five stars Even if you think I'm terrible And you hate Melly And Stephen's a bore <laughs> Give the podcast five stars And then put that in the comments But that would be great And if you don't listen on iTunes Give us a review on Whatever you do listen on Thanks very much for listening Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash 
Upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.